These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every episode. That's right Ben, the plush host with the plush most. I've made it back into the office. As you've just heard, I've sneezed about 13 times immediately prior to recording this. We had to like wait for me to stop. So... Uh, I but I I have survived. The, you have survived. The, you you have this very unusual characteristic <laughs> that I know catches people off guard in like the most kind of maybe not funny way, but in in a way for in sure. A way. Which is that when you start sneezing, you don't sneeze in like ones, twos, or threes. No. You sneeze in like seventeen. It's like a lot, and it's so frustrating. It, it, it go, is. It yeah. goes on for like an alarming period of time. Like it's, yeah. it's not even the sneezes themselves is that like if you're in a separate room which is just sort of like what happened you were like getting prepped here in the in the popcorn culture set room while the rest of us were over in the other half of the office and it was just sort of like a sneeze and then like you know maybe like 15 to 20 30 seconds and then a sneeze yeah and then like you know and and rinse and repeat like over and over and over again at some point you're just like you know because it's like of course there's enough space where it's like oh Bless you. Yeah. Gesundheit. Yeah. You know, like I have found that it is the same. Uh, the the way in which people react to the number of sneezes you have is the same to like the number of kids you have. Where it's like one, it's like oh my gosh, bless you. Wow, what a g- congratulations, congratulations. Two, that's amazing. Wow, that was a lot. Three, like were you okay over there? By the time you get to like seven, people are like, okay, we get it. All right, like you've got kids. Like <laughs> stop. <laughs> in this case it's too many in this case it's code for sneezing yeah in this case it's code for sneezing people like the first three people are like a little like man that's unusual by the time you get maybe even by like six or seven people are like are you okay by the time you get to like 12 people are like stop it yeah I'm like yeah. look dude my face is the one partially exploding over here <laughs> all right how do you think i feel i know and it is one of those things where it's like you don't have tremendous control over exactly it at, at all. yeah so it's, it's like, just I'm, happening i'm not doing it on like, purpose like, I'm trying to sneeze over here yeah that's it's it's a weird thing and weirdly it's only been a thing like 
fairly recently in my life. Like I haven't been this way my whole life. <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't used to be like this. I, I feel like it's been at least at least like <clears throat> five years that I can recall. But that may just be that I've I've worked like across the desk from you for five years. So it's maybe it's like, you know, like Yeah, maybe you've just been in like proximity to it. Noticing yeah. it properly. Like I've always been someone who is like like the where like sunlight has triggered a sneeze. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, that that has always been a thing, but like that's been around my whole life. And I feel like a lot of times now when it triggers it, it triggers it like for an extended period of time. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's got to be the case that there's something about the sneezes themselves that are that are then causing a subsequent sneeze, like some type of like, like, I don't even know what would be going on, like a, like a hair follicle hitting a different one. And it's I like, have like no the, idea. I'm the, like, am I sneezing wrong or something? I don't know. You know like, I don't know. Like at like. It's not even like I can already can hear the comments right now. It's like it's not like an allergy. It's definitely mostly prompted by bright light. So it's not like that's going to help. It's not even like like I will get up and blow my nose like several times and then it'll just continue. Yeah. You know, it's like there's I just have to wait it out. And it's it's frustrating. And I have a theory. Here's my theory. Okay. Is that if you go back to maybe year one, possibly year two of Super Carlin Brothers, uh, once upon a time, we I made a video called Why Do We Yawn? which okay. was like uh it, it was like one of our like i say more successful year one videos like sure. in quotes meaning it, you know if a typical video got like 300 views this one got like 600 views what i know wild we and there was viral. this there was this fun story about that one where even though it had like very low number of views and we had like less than 2000 subscribers at the time like we went to um uh, Christmas one year and our younger cousins, Ryan and Matt were like, oh my gosh, they played one of your videos in our science class. It was like, why do you yawn? Yes. And apparently we were listed on some like, ed, like, like educational website is like, here's a good resource. And it was a fun video because why we yawn is like that. We don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. there's just I, like, I forgot theories. what the actual like explanation was. I just, yeah, I know that like yawning is like one of those words where it's like the more you say like yawn. Yeah. You can like prompt yawn. people into it. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I try to make people yawn in their cars. Young young self here trying to capitalize on my like why do we bodily function? I was like, maybe I'll do why do we sneeze, you know? Yeah. What's the dip? Maybe people don't know. Maybe this is something people search all the time and we'll just get caught up in the yes, this is my this is my next, you know, uh dart at the wall, if okay. you will. Yeah. And I remember in that video saying that like I sort of thought sneezing was fun. Like like I think that was like like a joke I made in the video, like am I the only one who kind of thinks it's fun? Right. Like, you know. And at the time, this was not a condition of mine where it was like, oh, yeah, I sneeze in 12s. It was like when I sneeze, it's like, yeah, it's like maybe a once a week occasion, you know? It's like, all right. <laughs> that was a gear gr- up. Great sneeze. What a little can't, surprise. Can't wait till next week. <laughs> right. Exactly. I feel my theory is that in making this joke, somewhere in my brain was like, oh, you want you want more? That's cool. Let's just open that freeway up. It will just Let's like go ahead. A, yeah. You think like inside out all of a sudden there's like a dial on the wall. It's like he said he loved it. He said so. he liked it. And even though I'm saying it now, they're not listening. Yeah. yeah. You, there's no going back. Maybe it got like, stuck. Right. <laughs> exactly. They like go ahead and break that. Break the dam. It's cool. And they're like, hmm, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. This is a hard one this to is fix a hard, then. It is a hard one to crack. The exact same thing happened. Not the same thing. I feel like the same phenomenon is happening whenever I go to start working on something. I think I've talked about this on the pot before. But when I was in high school, I hated doing homework, as everyone does. As everyone does. In case you're wondering why people don't like school, it's homework. 
It, uh, I mean, is, there's plenty of reasons. Maybe you have like a bad environment or there's like kids you don't like or whatever or who are mean to you. But I think the number one contributing factor to people's dislike of school is homework. It's, you know, I it, it's that or it's even just the fact that it's like knowing you're going to go somewhere where you're going to be bored. Yeah. And it's like our it's like I feel like our minds like fight it with all of our power yeah it's just like and it could be the case i remember reading there's a there's a really fantastic if you ever need like the news explained to you uh instagrammer who i guess i actually haven't ha- haven't seen in like nine months hopefully she's still at it but uh sharon says so yeah. and i remember once upon a time like she was explaining how she was able to like explain the news in such an effective and like succinct way. And part of the fact is that she's a former teacher. But the other thing is that like, she says she has just like an unbelievably high tolerance for boredom. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she can go through and you know, if there was like a 118 page piece of legislation explaining like the new blah, blah, blah rule, then like she'll just sit down and actually read all 118 pages, like without spacing out or zoning out or getting bored or like being distracted by something else or skipping ahead to the good this part. Is, or this like, is what lawyers do, right? Yeah, exactly. This is why like, you pay lawyers. It's like you feel like you read like a legal document and it's like, I'm like a college educated person. I feel like I need a law degree to read this. And it's like, yes, exactly. That's right. Right. It's yes. not that you couldn't figure it out. You just need to look up every word and be able to cite all of the things it's referencing and understand the entire jargon of it. And like, that's mostly what it is. They're just reading all of the things and they can understand it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So which it's is just, important. <laughs> right, exactly. So and and that's like uh, in and of itself I think it's like a fantastic like skill trait, you know, feature of a human being or whatever, but like if school was never was never like boring to you or you could like go and like sit in like on like a like a lecture and, and not really like zone out then yeah. like maybe you're one of these people. Maybe you should maybe you should look into law as a career. Maybe you should. There could be a real opportunity there maybe for you. you. Should. Um I started this for some reason though. I was talking about boredom. You were talking about boredom. I was talking about homework. Homework. Yeah, like why yes. you don't like yeah. going. It's like, yeah, not only are you like fighting the idea of going somewhere where you know you're gonna be bored, but it's not only that you're gonna be bored there, it's that after you leave, you will still have more work to do. Yeah, you'll have like you'll like, hey, you know that free time? Now I'm not even near my friends. Right. It's like, well, let's also make that that time boring as well. exactly <laughs> it's like <laughs> what are we doing i know like you, yeah it's the, like you don't have to be there till three it's really not that bad it's like if like that if i if i think about that it's like yeah till three not that bad if the work day ended at three that seems amazing it's like yeah e- except you have a lot of fact, day left except for the fact that like i don't know and this could be the case for plenty of people listening but like i know for us like we have very busy days and i feel like we show yeah. up and we work all day and we mm-hmm. do all of our stuff but like if i knew i was walking into a day where i was going to have a meeting from 8 a.m to 9 and then from 9 to 10 and then from 10 to 11 and then 11 to 12 and then 30 minutes for lunch and then basically the exact same thing for the rest of the afternoon i would be like man today is going to be rough like i am so excited to get out of here at the end of the day just because that's a lot of like just moments where you have to be like focused and on and like have your brain open to new information and it's like that's like a i mean i don't know i mean it it feels like a big ask now obviously we all did it you know for like a very long time so you know, we got through it. We can do it. Um, but like if, if told now, like I, I will honestly tell you that like, um, like getting a speeding ticket 
uh, back in like when I was like 16, 17 or whatever, there was like all the obvious, like, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble with mom and dad. I didn't want to have like my license taken away. I didn't want like, you know, anything like that. As I've gotten older, one of the big things is just simply that I don't want to put anybody else in harm's way at all. Yeah. Uh, is a, is a huge motivating factor. But the other one is that like, you have to take the driver improvement program, like the dip class. Oh, the dip class. And I, I have fortunately never had to take it, but it is a, it is a full Saturday of your life where you have have to go and just sit and basically do driver's ed again from like eight till five and i'm like there's no way like all times of day like if i'm in my car driving i'm thinking about how i actively don't want to have to do a dip class right this is exactly it and you know what what is what's so frustrating is that what's effective like while you're there like you have to learn yeah you're basically taking driver's ed again it's like here's the one day turbo lesson driver's ed go like what's frustrating to me is that like like what they teach you at dip class is not like what makes you a better driver. It's the threat of having to go to dip class. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm, where I'm coming from. Like yeah. I, I probably think about dip class every day Wow. because it's like, and I've never even had to do it. And it's yeah. like, all it is is like one Saturday of your life where you, where you don't get to go and do anything else at your own leisure. But like the, the thing is I like, I don't even, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to do that. I yeah. know, I know that my skin will be on fire for a full eight hours straight and I will, I will dislike it so greatly. So mm-hmm. anyway, you're not wrong. I'm not doing it. So anyway, homework's pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I bring the reason I brought that up was in relation to the sneezing. Cause so when We're I was, back. when I was in high school, I would like, I, I would always try and procrastinate doing homework because that, you know, as every child does. Yeah. Naturally. And so like my last, my last layer of defense when like, I'd like finished having a snack when I'd like taken a, you know, if I had to take a shower after practice or if we had dinner and it was like, there's nothing, there's nothing left. I, there's nothing standing in my way. I have to do the homework now. Like, yeah. I, have, I have no more excuses. My last defense was, I, can, uh, I need to go pee. You know, oh my <laughs> I, can gosh. Go, I can go to the bathroom. I'd go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, it's, it's like, like 30 like, seconds of extra time, but right. at least it's not homework. Right. <laughs> it's like you're like literally hanging on with your fingertips. To exactly. Your you're like, mm. yeah, exa- it's exactly what it feels like. As soon as I start doing it, man. That's gonna, mm. and then I'm in. Then, then I'm in. I am. In. I can. So, I can remember the smell of the textbooks, and it's make it makes me upset. It's upsetting. <laughs> um, but so. The problem is that to this day, even though I haven't been in high school since 2006, my body will respond to the act of me sitting down to do work with like, you should go to the bathroom. And I'm like, no, I actually want to do this and I need to get this done. I do not want to go to the bathroom right now. And I know I don't even need to like, I can, I know what it's doing. (laughs) It's like, stop. I'm just sitting down finally to do the... And there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do about it. It's like it's, I gotta go. This learned behavior that's just like, man, yeah. why did I program this into my brain? Exactly. It's, it's right there next to your sneeze dial. It's like, like the people, the little emotions in your brain are like, man, this guy. Once, once he decides, it just it glues itself it to the glues. wall. That's it. There's nothing we can do about it. And it's like, yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like you could fix yourself, brain. You know, I'm actively thinking about it. You're making me think about it, and you're not helping. So. What does that say about you? Brain. Brain. Yeah. yeah. Just you versus your brain. You, me versus my brain, Ben. That's what it feels like sometimes. It, that's an interesting battle is like when, when your like brain has like a set of operating procedures that is in like direct contrast with like your goals and such. Yeah. Where it's like, man, you know, I should really like, I should really start saving some more money, you know, like prepare, prepare for like that vacation, you know, like the car I want to buy, like, like, like these things, you know? And then like, and then like life starts happening and you're like, 
but I want to spend the money. It's like, no, you don't want to spend the money. You want to save the money. It's like, right. but I want to spend the money. Spend and the money. it's like, it's like, it's the same brain. Yeah. How can you, it's like the shoulder angels from Emperor's New Groove, which I always say from Emperor's New Groove as if like they were the ones who invented shoulder, <laughs> shoulder angels. angels. Yeah. Like it's not just like a common trope across like all of fiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's from the Emperor's New Groove. Everyone knows. Even if anything did it before then, it was, it was uh, just referencing something, something from the future. Exactly. It, Emperor's New Groove is really just proof that time travel exists exactly because it means that clearly vhs tapes were sent backwards into the past so that people could see it so they could use the exact same thing yeah this is a 100 percent known fact anyway so the question is like it's like you have your like your your brain and your goals and everything it's like how are these things so at odd it's like it's all that it's all comes from the same place how are you feuding with one another right like like you want to do something and your <laughs> brain conceivably is the thing that made you think of wanting to do it and yet it is acting against you right it's like, like what Brain, why did you even let me want to go to the movies when you know we're not supposed to be spending money on movies? I it's know. like, but you you let me, you let me be excited about it, mm-hmm. and you know better. Yeah. Oh man, man, <laughs> I know. weird. It is very interesting yep. when you think of it that way because mm-hmm. you got these two different voices. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's so sort of along those lines. Last week we did a uh, a unique J verse Ben uh, video. We did. Yes. We did. In yes, which indeed. we like we. Well, I, this is this is another weird one. So the the concept of the challenge was we did our J vs Ben Frozen quiz, yep. and the idea was that every time one of us missed a question, we got like ten more seconds added to the clock, and at the end of it, we then had to do a polar plunge into this big ice bath tank um, for as many seconds as we had accumulated during the quiz, yep. which ended up being basically a minute for both of us. I, I you know it's amazing how like whenever we go into these. You always have like the difficulty of trying to determine what the appropriate like <clears throat> associated numbers are. Yeah. So, you know, like like as I as I first like was was like kind of conceptualizing the idea, it was it, it, you know, it's like, well, maybe we'll do like 30 seconds for every question missed or whatever. But then it's like, well, what if we miss like 10 questions? Like that's way too long. Right. Yeah. Like, when was the last time I missed 10 questions? And it's like, well, maybe we should do like 10 seconds for each question. It's like, well, if we only miss one question, it's like, when was the last time you only missed one question? I know. <laughs> like, it's like what's our what's our median number of missed questions? I right. think ultimately we missed six. Yeah, well, um, I think I missed five and a half. You, you missed, missed five six. and a half. Yeah, yeah and I missed six. So, uh, yeah, we ended up at, at like 60 seconds and 55 seconds, respectively. respectively. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so you said you had like a little bit of like duality in your brain. Do you feel like part of you was thinking like, well, as per us, like trying to to create a fun and otherwise like you know exciting show to watch like we need to miss questions because that means there is more punishment involved but also like i want to do well on the quiz and i don't want to get in really cold water exactly yeah yeah so there's that and there's just the idea that like even when you're hovering above it it's like you know it's going to be painful and it's like you know you're not going to like it and your brain's like yeah but you but i think we should do it right i know (laughs) know? yeah there's like this you're you're definitely fighting again against like the the direct pro programming of your brain which is like you don't want to be extremely cold yeah and yet but like the thing for me i think that i've done uh and i may have had a slight advantage on this particular uh challenge because i have optionally done this and like spent my own money to do this very much on purpose yeah you know in the past and it was something that i was like you know excited to do then and really the biggest reason that i don't do it more often is because the setup associated with it is quite difficult yeah like you know it's it's 
hard to, especially my, my first ever plunge tank I had in my backyard and I set it up during the middle of winter yeah. to where like just the outside air obviously freezes the tank the water, or makes yeah. it cold enough that like, yeah, you can get the desired effect. But then, you know, come like July, if I put it out there, it's basically just like, well, this is a place for mosquitoes to live, you know, right. like all of a sudden, like you, you need a better way to like filter it, to chill it, to, you know, maintain yeah. it. And if all I the recall, rest. even if like, if you're going to make it like a regular thing, even it like you can use the single tank, like maybe like two or three times or something right before you should like, before we, maybe you should change the water just because of whatever bacteria was on your water will start to yeah the, you know like the, and, funk the water exactly yeah. yeah like you know and given like even my background like i i basically have since i was like 12 had a pretty heavy emphasis and education on water filtration as it pertains to like aquariums yeah and so like even i find myself in this like weird crossroads where i'm like i know that i probably just own filters that are capable of like cleaning the water in some regard but like yeah. you know are you cleaning like like you know it's like the oils off of my skin or something that's probably tmi to think about <laughs> but, um you know you're like i don't even know like, <clears throat> like are these filters capable of cleaning that it's like well they're normally cleaning like you know fish waste and if they're if they're good enough for that seems <laughs> like, like it yeah like so I, like i always like backpedal myself around a little bit like on on how to how to go about you know doing doing the particular thing but um Either way, like it's it the plunge tank was something it was it was my idea to do it here on the channel. I think that every other person in the office was just like I don't really want anything to do with this idea at all. Like, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to help. I don't want to I don't want to like figure out how to get the tanks. I don't want to figure out how to like fill the tanks. I don't want I don't want anything to do with it other than the end product. Right. But like the thing for me that like draws me to it is I know that it I know that it's miserable. It's it is like, you know, if you're watching the video of us doing it, you can clearly see that we are just like, you know, in pain. In, 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 yeah, pain. Well, pain is maybe the wrong word. Extreme cold discomfort. Yeah. Discomfort, yes. Um, but the thing that I know that comes from it is like a really, really, really fantastic like dopamine rush. Yeah. So like once you're done and you get out, and especially if you've done it like with someone else, there's like a really fantastic sense of like camaraderie. Like on the whole, doing like the plunging at the very least is um, studied or believed to be good for like your skin and like white blood cells and your body's ability to like fight infection. And there's like all these like claimed benefits, yeah, benefits of, from like cold exposure. Exactly. So like on the whole, while it's like, it's very uncomfortable, it's like, you've also like done something that's kind of healthy. It's kind of like invigorating. Uh, yeah. And there's like a fun challenge aspect to it. Like there's, <laughs> there's certainly like, I didn't, you know, it's like, you don't want it's, 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 it's like any kind of like race you run where you know the act of running the race is terrible but the act of having finished the race is amazing it's like the whole point <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the whole point is it's like i it's like i knew it would be uncomfortable but i was like i i also it, it was like a mixed bag of like i'm excited to do it because i know what's going to be like cool afterwards but boy do i know it is going to be hard during to, during and boy i don't know what your i don't know um what was your experience in the water I mean, it was <clears throat> it was exceptionally cold. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was it was not comfortable. I from the second we dropped in, I was pretty much ready to get out. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's like a, a part of me that 
um, having like a little bit of that ADHD brain going on. Like, you know, I, my, my brain definitely is always going like a million miles a minute. And this is something that is so all encompassing to my physical like self that it, it absolutely forces me to like focus. Yeah. And I think that is probably something that is like even like very nice for me to like seek out in general. Mm. It's like moments where like my mind can be like fully dedicated to one thing instead of trying to like, even as we're sitting here, like recording this podcast, my brain is in the background also working on like shopping for like those last few Christmas gifts that I need to do a couple of bills that I know that I have on my desk that I need to send checks about. Like, right. Know, we're having the conversation, but my brain is still working still on, doing other, on things. other stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. So like for me right now, like or or to go and do like the plunge tank it's like okay i get like that full sense of focus even though it's like fully focused on the general discomfort and trying to convince myself that i'm not uncomfortable that i can do this and like yeah. it's only one minute and everything will be fine yeah it does command all of your attention i will say that yes <laughs> so yeah what was your experience oh with yeah it? i know I'm, your feet were cold oh yeah that was the that so in in some ways that was almost like that made me feel be- like a little bit better um, about our experience on the hike. Yes. Because I, I remember, yeah, when we, I, we talked about it on the pop, but as a refresher, we got to this, we did this big hike earlier this year um, at Linville Gorge, and at one just like one section of it involved crossing a river, uh, which is like fa- fairly far across, like maybe like 25 yards or something, but you're going through just like ice cold water yeah. the whole time. There's not really any avoiding it. And I wasn't really that worried about it at all like we even brought like river shoes specifically for this one little section uh, we brought the crocs that i was you know i was like i've, I've got these these will even like provide like a small layer of warmth or something but absolutely not yeah um but like you and mike and john just got in the water just like walked right across and i like stepped in and it was like so cold like i honestly thought i was gonna have like sponges you know i was like i, I, don't, I don't what am i gonna do what am i gonna do like this i don't know if i can do it and so um obviously i made it across eventually <laughs> But so when we were doing the plunge tank, I was like, man, I'm a little bit nervous about how like specifically my feet were going to feel. And like, sure enough, that was the worst part for me was like, I don't. So I don't know if I just have like poor circulation in my feet or something or if they're just like extra vulnerable to the cold. But me, oh, my, that was definitely what uh, what was like. I could feel it like down there a lot. But otherwise, yeah, it was like it, it does command your attention. Like my brain kept trying to like find other things to focus on but of course the, the moment you try and think of anything else it's like you're being you know attacked on every side on every spot of your body by the cold and it was like nope you're cold you're cold and yeah so that was um i feel like if i did it again i would be way more prepared yeah um i remember like after we had done it and we had some like photos and we were like promoting it like someone tweeted me on twitter and was like oh welcome to the cold control the breathing control the cold and i was like i wish someone had just said that sentence to me ahead of time yeah yeah it's you know and that's that's very interesting because like when i was doing it in my backyard last winter i remember that like one of the big things like you know i had told alice a lot about it she'd seen a lot like a lot of the like the research i was doing on the process and everything before i did it and so like when we were out there she was just like my like voice of calm so she was like ben you are okay breathe deep breaths yeah. like look at me you are okay you can do this like just i mean just like a steady flow of like affirmations and like all of them i mean nothing nothing that she had said was like absurdly like profound or anything but inside of that moment it was like the difference between somebody telling me like you're okay it's okay like everything is fine it's like that is helping me so 
much. Like I, I, I am literally staying in longer than I would have been able to on my own. Right. Just literally just because there's somebody saying things that like I could have recorded myself in advance saying these words. Yeah. And like, I, I could have even predicted the need for the words to be said, but it's like the, the actual act of having somebody there saying those words to you <coughs> is like, it is such a healthy reminder that it's true. Yeah. That like that you are okay. Uh, and then of course, so the other thing for what we're doing here on the show is that like, you know, you're doing it like we do have the cameras rolling and, and like there's so many other elements to it. So it's like, it's not just like you have decided to like venture out into the woods. You found like this really cool pool where you're going to do like a polar plunge in or something. It's like, you also are being, you know, filmed. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> people are going to see this. One of our, uh, there's a uh, nearby skyscraper, uh, skyscraper is probably a, a generous, a, term. a generous term for Roanoke, but there is a tall building that overlooks the roof of our building that one of our friends, works out of and so like even while we're up there i'm like i wonder if brandon is like yeah. looking out Watch the window like, what are those guys doing <laughs> what are they up to today hmm that's different that is different <laughs> that looks cold it, does do look that. Cold. it was cold um <clears throat> but either way yeah so the camaraderie angle of it for me the the like the after effect is like the real real appeal so like the uh the next day we actually were able to convince cat here in office yes. she went up and did it with me uh, which was which was like super super fun. That was like a special like you know in office bonding moment. Uh, it was really cool. And so then I've even like lobbed it out to like a couple of my friends. I'm like, while the tanks are still on the roof, just let me know if, if you, feel you like want to go coming over after work Take and doing the plunge. a doing a plunge <clears throat> with me. Also, Big Steve, if there's any Super Carlin gaming, yeah, uh, you know people out there, uh, he also came up and did it with me. So it's been fun having <laughs> the having the plunge tanks on the roof. However, there is absolutely the reality of the fact that it's like they, they are not filtered. They do need to be probably yeah emptied. Yeah. Emptied, cleaned, mm-hmm. filtered, right. Sanitized. Right. You just fill it with hand sanitizer. Yeah. Well, that seems awful. That doesn't. Yeah. Just very like a slippery. Uncomfy. Gloops off you. Just zoop. good yeah. use of the word gloops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You're welcome. Anyway, transition. Transition. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Okay, Jay, so other interesting thing that I feel like has been going around ye old interweb, mm, although yes. it's probably the worst time to refer to the internet in the olden ways, because yeah. what I'm about to present is sort of what feels a lot more like the potential future of the internet. Could be. Um, we, over the past week, have sort of ventured into a couple of interesting bits of water, and I'm going to start with uh, like an AI chat engine that our friend John... Uh, had discovered and shared with us. And it's a very interesting chat bot that you can effectively go and like ask pretty like elaborate questions yeah. and get pretty <clears throat> elaborate responses back from. So like I would almost start by saying like back in the days of AOL Instant Messenger, there was a bot that you could add as a friend who was just always online called Smarter <laughs> Smarter Child. Child. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about Smarter Child in forever. Remember this? Yes. Yeah. So Smarter Child was like very interesting <clears throat> because like it had a small handful. And honestly, I would say given the time, like given 2003, I bet. Yeah, um, thereabouts. 
it was it was pretty advanced. Like it had a lot that it could like say and do, and it was kind of interesting. And you could certainly kill a few minutes of time talking to smarter child and like asking it different things, and it would come up with like certain responses. Um, but it was it was definitely definitely limited. Um, now in the modern age, John was telling us about this thing and I was like, okay, like I sort of remember smarter child. Like I sort of remember like being like kind of whimsical and even earlier, uh, in the pop days, uh, here for popcorn culture, I think we, we discovered the like bot or, or something that was able to take every episode of popcorn culture, digest everything we said, and then create like a counter that was basically like Jay and I, talking back to you yeah. in, in the voice of how we communicate with each other right. through the pop. Um, and that was pretty funny because like you could very clearly see like that the bot had picked up on the frequency that which we use like the word phenomenon and like yeah. all of these other like little things <laughs> and like long winded ways that we go about saying the sentences that we say. Um, and so it was like, it was really like, fun and interesting. And like, you know, again, it was like, it gave you like a few days worth of quality entertainment. Yeah. Um, this one, though, uh, our, our friend John sent to us and you started like asking it questions and it's like it is easily and we were saying this in our in our group chat, but it's like 10 years ahead of what I felt like I was expecting out of it. Oh, like, sure. It was a lot smarter than I could comprehend. Like, yeah. even going back to the days of Smarter Child, I felt like I could conceivably see a group of like. MIT students who were developing this coming up with like a whole bunch of witty responses more than you would ever even think like let's say it's like 2,000 different clever responses to different questions like hey tell me a joke and it's like okay I can probably come up with a couple of you know jokes but if right. you, but if you ask smarter child to tell you a joke 50 times you, you're gonna you, get some repeats you're gonna yeah. start to see yeah like some of the same jokes come through and it's like okay like you you can understand how they came up with it. Like I can, I could wrap my head around that. This, I don't think I can wrap my head around. It's like, I, I don't understand how it works right. as well as it does. But like, you could ask it, like, I think you did ask it, like, what if Harry Potter was in Slytherin? I, th I think I prompted it. Yeah. I was like, cause, uh, the way John was telling us, it was like, you can just like tell it to like write you stories in like this style or like write a poem as if it was written by this person or, you know, yes, whatever. So I was like, okay, all right, well, this is interesting. So um, just like sourcing like something we did earlier this year, I was like, tell me a story about if Harry was in Slytherin instead of Gryffindor. And it just sort of like it, I mean, it's put out like in, I don't know, under 30 seconds, like five paragraphs of a very, you know, <laughs> um, uh, of, a, of a story of, you know, if Harry Potter had been in Slytherin instead. And, and I mean, it was like, you know, when it referenced how like this was, on, you know, this was the dark house. And despite being the dark house, Harry overcame the prejudice of people and proved what it meant to be a true Slytherin. And it was like, man. Right. Like, whoa. <laughs> right. Like it was it was able to know enough to where it wasn't just like subbing words in a la like uh mad libs yeah you know like like sometimes you almost even feel like that's that's kind of the product that you're getting it's like a boy named harry went to a school all of his friends were in gryffindor but he instead was in slytherin at first harry you know like yeah and all of a sudden you're sort of like like it's not really telling you anything that anything new that you didn't already provide it with right so basically like you told it that you have a character named Harry who 
you would normally expect to be in Gryffindor, but is instead is in Slytherin. And so it's like it can use all of that information to sort of like build the basis <coughs> for like a very, 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 very simple story. And instead yeah. this was like it was almost as if like the the, you know, the AI was able to like scour all of like what it meant to be Gryffindor, all of meant like what it meant to be Slytherin, where these things came from, who he might have been friends with, what the ideals of both houses are and everything. And it's like, and then still put it into coherent sentences all within, you know, five seconds. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, okay. That was, yeah, it was impressive. It was like, whoo, that was quick. And that was quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I was finding it to be, incredibly fascinating because it had like a a sort of almost like wisdom about it i felt like like this was this was the experience that i was having with it where it was almost like having um like a name of the wind for example very frequently they talk about like you know like the wise old hermit in the woods or whatever who like you stumble across and is you know if you if you can recognize that they're more than their appearance then they'll be able to explain to you the meaning of the world and how and right. why things are and all of the rest. And so I was, you know, I was like, I'm going to ask it every deep philosophical question that I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, See what it says. Right. I'm like, what, what can you come up with? Including like, is it possible for me to become overly dependent on you? You, you chatbot. You chatbot. And it's like, its answer was literally like, absolutely. It is incredibly possible for you to become too, like, overly dependent on me if you come to rely on me for all of your information instead of using any of your own like critical thinking skills to right. like process new information and challenges in your life and it was like whoa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i already feel like it's happening a little bit <laughs> like that was such a good response i have now learned that it's a good thing to come to you to, for future questions you know that i may have about about the world and how yeah. it works and stuff um and it, it even it was even interesting because I was like, this would be a really, really weird tool if you were like just starting to like date somebody and you were still in that like early like texting stage because like it can do things like write a poem. You know, like I asked it to like write a haiku about Addison. And yeah, you know, again, within three, four seconds, it spits out like spits it out anything better than I could have written. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, that was that was really good. Um, but you know, you could ask it to come up with like jokes or date ideas or like, uh, you know, like a witty response to a, a question. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, it just, it, it has like a very wide range of application, <clears throat> but it, it also almost makes me wonder whether or not, like if it became so commonplace in our world, if you would start to be able to notice the signs, like the, the almost like artificial nature of like the words that somebody was using. It's like everything you just said was like a little bit too clean, too clean. Yeah. Like, or something. Yeah. 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 It's like, like <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, testing the sort of stuff it could do. Like one of the things John was immediate, like his immediate, like thought it's interesting to see where people's brains go. Yeah. His immediate thing was like, man, every essay you ever turn in in school will have to be like written in class, like under supervision by hand or something. Right. Like, cause yes. otherwise you could just go to one of these bots and be like, write me an essay about Abraham Lincoln and how he freed uh, the slaves, you know? And it could just be like, and you'd be like, all right, cool. Homework done. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and that. like, but, and then like he said that and I was just like, or maybe you just wouldn't even have the need for essays anymore. <laughs> also you know? possible. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, I mean, it, does that just reach a point where it's like, 
you know, if, if there's a, a writing prompt and you deliver the writing prompt and then you read what it says, it's like, this is just a, like, like a much better essay than you ever could have written. But now you've also read the essay. Yeah. And you now have the information. Exactly. You have learned. Exactly. Right. So it was like that. That was interesting. Um, I like was just trying. Um, I, I think I asked to like, you know, could you write me like a like a letter of termination or something? Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know, because um, not that anyone here is under um, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> needs to be concerned. Yeah, you're Ethan. Crew. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he's absolutely going to when he's editing this. I know we're going to get a Slack message and be like, well, that freaked me out. That freaked, yeah, no, no, you're good. Absolutely not. No, everyone. I love everyone who works here. You're amazing. Um, but I was like, I was just curious, like, what you know, could it do it? And, you know, again, like 10 seconds later, and I was like, "Ooh, wow. This is like like if if I had need of it, this would be perfectly usable maybe i would tweak some things around and stuff but like whatever you know i know yeah like that's that's the very that's the very interesting thing is like does it become this like catch-all you know i don't even know i i I don't even know like I, i don't know enough about it i don't know like how to wrap my brain around it i don't know like whether or not we're in these like weird early stages of like it almost reminds me of like hulu when it first like was delivered to the world and it was like hey do you want to watch tv shows like a couple of days late because you can sign up for hulu for free and do that and it was like that's it yep that like i can just because you know now in a world where streaming services are like left right and center and you can watch anything at your own leisure like whatever like basically at that point in time you either had like tivo which was like uh like a cable box that had the ability to like record live live tv yeah, that you could then like go back and forward. watch yeah which was nice um but otherwise like i mean that was that was pretty much it and i wouldn't even say that that feature was like ubiquitous in all homes like <coughs> certainly it wasn't or else yeah like if you if you missed you know, an episode of something you wanted to watch. It basically meant that either you had to hope you caught a rerun at right. some point or that you had to like wait for it to come out on um, DVD or, exactly. or just rely on the last week on Heroes, you know. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and which is which even in and of itself is like a very interesting thing to think about, like how shows used to be able to be like so much more like formulaic or like you could just watch like a single episode of like how i met your mother or scrubs or friends or something like that on tv and easily just get away with like not knowing like the overall like ongoing plot oh yeah you know? yeah it's like, like there's yeah you can watch any episode of friends ever and you don't need to know the overarching plot right like, it's like, like context clues like you'll you'll get there yeah you're, you're, you're fine right um but so like even that's very interesting because it just means like within our lifetime within even like the technology that i'm referencing right now it's like that is how and why stories have the way that stories are told through like this medium yeah have evolved so much so fast all at once. Well, I feel like it's also part of I think like why streaming shows today like feel so much better than like old network TV shows. Yeah. Because like you typically like the way in which you watch them is by binging them. And it's like you're never gonna miss an episode. Right. You know, you will always, always watch them sequentially and often very quickly. Yes. So like all the information it's not like even if you never missed an episode of like How I Met Your Mother, there was still a week between the two episodes. Right. You know, now it's like there's probably there maybe is a night or, you know, not even a minute between episodes. Right. You just immediately start the next one 
Um, but I think what that offers the storytellers of, you know, the people writing the shows is that you can just make every single thing cram packed with like plot and make things happen all the time because it's not like, oh yeah, we need to be accommodating for people who haven't seen this up, haven't, who missed a few episodes too. Like, like, no, this episode will only be relevant in the context of the show. It doesn't need to be relevant out of context of the plot. Yes. It's a very good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. It's like they they are always sure that you saw the last episode. Like nobody, nobody is watching all of stranger things. And for some reason didn't watch episode three, you know, like like you, you watch them one, two, three, four, five, you know, like whatever. Um, But so my, my point going back to Hulu though, is just simply the fact that like at one point in time, Hulu showed up and, and I remember being in college and, you know, I mean like classic broke, college kid like I didn't have any money to do anything and it was like man all of a sudden in my fingertips like all I did was sign up for an account and I have like so much entertainment here oh yeah you could tell they had not like figured it out yet yeah yeah and, and so it was like it was it was wild you know it was and it was cool um but you know obviously the 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 catch here I guess is that like they had like their own ads that they would like incorporate and the the real drawback was the fact that they probably sold so few ads in the early days that very often you were watching the same oh yeah ad this was the thing every single commercial break and it was like you know, I remember this is how I watched Lost. Yeah, same. For free yep. on Hulu. And I remember it was just like, it was like, I cannot watch this Anthem commercial one more time because I am like, I, it's like, I, I, I've like, I've seen it too much. I've seen it too much. Like, I'm so tired of it. I'm so frustrated with it. <clears throat> and yet I need to know what's inside the hatch, yeah. you know, so I, so I kept going. Um, anyway, long story short, though, is that the Hulu was free and it gave a lot of content for free basically from the beginning. Um, so my question is, like, going back to this AI bot is like, I wonder if the day would ever come where it was like, if you wanted to ask it a question, maybe it cost you like 10 cents. You know, and so like, like we sat there and, you know, in the, in the course of John sending me the, the link to it or whatever, I probably asked the thing 25 questions with, like without even like missing a beat. I was just like, I'm going to keep asking it to do stuff. Cause I just want to see like what it can do. Right. Like I am just, I'm only fascinated right now. I'm finding right. it to be incredibly interesting. Um, but like, I wonder if, if like, let's say we're, we are 10 years down the line, it's incredibly sophisticated. You're like a CEO sitting at your desk and you need like a full rundown on, you know, whatever, even if it's like privatized, it's like, Hey, I need, I need a report on the Simmons case or whatever. And you type it in. And then all of a sudden it's just like the AI is able to like run through everything to do with the Simmons case and like where it's at and where all the different people are involved and stuff. It's like, normally that's someone's job, but then like, because that is then such a valuable commodity all of a sudden it's like well you like we're not gonna let you do it for free like the people who developed Uh, it are are gonna be like yeah you know if you want the simmons report like of course well you know we can do that in a blink of an eye it's not hard for us to do at all but like we built the tech and the reason that you can do it in the first place is because we built the tech so that'll be fifteen hundred dollars right yeah (laughs) something like that yeah um so it's like right now we're in like the wild west where it's like it's also developmental it's also beta that like pretty much what they're just trying to do is just see if they can get people using it which i think i'm which i'm sure is also actively training it at the same time absolutely yeah i think that's part of like why these things exist in beta um i have two things yeah i remember just on that note there was i'm sure i have never seen the movie like her uh, but I think this is like a movie from like maybe even 15 years ago that sort of imagines a future very much like that. Yeah. Where it's just like just instantaneous, like 
like you you can't even imagine how fast and i i I remember i think i've seen like one scene or something where like the guy like boots it up and you know the the ai starts talking to him and like within five seconds it's like would you like me to clear your inbox you have fifty thousand unusable you know you know clutter emails and it's like you've been awake for five seconds and have already read all 50,000 and determined which ones are deletable. uh, Yeah. Like not even useful. Yeah. Like just boop. Just like, it's like, anyway, man, where I was going to go with this. Boom. boom. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, on this note, um, I felt, okay. I was, I, I was scrolling through TikTok this morning. I can't remember at all what it was, but I think there was a Taylor Swift song, uh, playing as the music in the background. And it was rhyming something with iPhone at one point. And I was like, as I heard it, I could like feel myself hearing this song 20 years from now and being like, Oh yeah. iPhones. Oh, you know? interesting. I was like, Oh, like putting the brand of it in the song made it feel like this is a song that will become dated because of the use of the word iPhone. And I'm like, that feels unbelievable to me that you could not like, like because since we've been alive, there was the time before iPhones, and then there's the time now where like everyone has a smartphone, and it is like ubiquitous. And yes. It's like like what has to happen for like the even the phrase iPhone itself to become like outdated Did, to become like you know a CD player or a boombox or something, right? Like, you know, a Walkman, a Walkman. Yeah. It's like, but like, but that is what has always happened, and so like, what like. Will it happen again, or when will it happen? Or we're like twenty years from now, we'll just be like, yeah, I've got the old iPhone century now, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that is like that is like the interesting question. Like, you know, you Alice and I have just recently somebody in the office, Ethan and Riley, had sent me the um, the video that's like the history of the Earth, I guess, and it's like the one where it's like the sun is a deadly laser. Is a deadly laser. Um, so chances are, if you are like the other like. 50 million people who have seen it uh if it's not even more than that i mean it's it, it's a fantastic video it's so much fun yeah, it's like it's, very the, good. it's like the history of literally everything from like the space being like an empty void to being filled with stars and then solar systems and then the planet being crashed into by the moon and that bringing like water to the planet which allows like rain to happen and the rain fills the oceans and the oceans create algae and so on and so forth I'm yeah not, i was actually kind of proud of how far Man, I got look it. at that yeah i've watched it several times mm-hmm. um the point is though is that if you watch this entire thing uh, for one, you don't need to go to world history class in ninth grade anymore because it basically does the whole thing in one fell swoop. Whole thing for you in like have, a really catchy way. I you know. know. And I have to tell you, I never really understood what the Byzantine Empire was before. I'm still not actually sure that I didn't know now. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm making a bad point. Um, but what you do see and what I'm trying to say is, is that like throughout world history, there were like these huge swaths of time where kingdoms rose you know and they existed and they were the dominant force in the entire world and i'd be willing to bet that it like multiple generations of people existed through those dynasties to where it's like you know my grandfather and his grandfather before him and you know like whatever you know like like lived here did this you know this is now and the future and for always and it's like but, but like if you're watching this video what you realize is that like fast forward 300 years and that empire falls you know, yeah. and a new one rises. Right. And then you fast forward 300 years and that one falls and a new one rises. And it's like, the point is, is that for multiple generations of people, they're all the time and always everything before and after them is exactly the world that existed as it was then. Yeah. But like their view of all time was so brief. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like 
those places are no longer places at all. They're not even a named place on the map anymore. Yeah, like, like without like history as a context, it's just like you just you were born into a world and things were the way they were, and then that's how they were when you died too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it's like it's it's interesting. Uh, I think to look at something like the iPhone in like a much, much, much smaller scale and just sort of think like, well, it's the current dynasty now. And it's sort of hard to imagine, like, you know, when I even think about my current phone, my next phone and the phone after it, I'm pretty much just planning on all of them being iPhones, you right. know, like, and I've had an iPhone since 2000. Like, and that's 10. what Apple's planning too. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Of course. Um, you know, so I mean, like good on you. You've completely got me. Um, I look, like, I have absolutely no plans or intentions of changing. Absolutely. App- nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm blown. Excellent pun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, but yeah, but like the, but you're right. And I mean, is, is all I'm really trying to say is, is 20, 25 years from now, you know, like it's entirely <clears throat> possible that that will not be the thing anymore. And right. Yeah. It's just like something like everyone's got like an AI companion or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, no. I know. Oh, yeah. That's a uh, sentence. Huh? <laughs> right. Well, it's, uh, we, we've talked a lot about like sort of, um, like the idea of like self-driving cars here in office and the idea of like, you know, as like electric vehicles take over and sort of like replace like internal combustion engines and all the rest. Like you also have the ability to potentially build new infrastructure and that new infrastructure could allow a world where you like don't get into a car as we currently know cars, but like instead it's like a, like a, like a hotel room, you know? Oh, right. So like, I've always thought like, you know, one of the coolest things would be like my favorite place in the world to go is Vermont, which is 12 hours from where I'm sitting right now and makes me sad that it's so far away. But if on like a Friday evening, I could go and get into like a hotel room on wheels, lay down and fall asleep and wake up the next morning as I roll up to camp, then it's like, you know, I could go on a Friday after work, get up there Saturday morning, have fun all day Saturday, all day Sunday, go to sleep in one to drive back and wake up and go to work Monday morning. Right. You know, it's like it would never be worth driving 24 hours round trip at present. Yeah. To go and spend one weekend in my favorite place, you know, but like if I could do it while sleeping. Yeah. But if you, yeah, exactly. If you could just get off work, step in your hotel room and be there in the morning, then like, you know, no big deal. Right. And the question is, do you even own this mobile hotel room? Like, is it yours mm-hmm. or, or do they just like constantly go out and patrol when you just flag one down? You just flag them down, man. And it's just like, there yeah. you go. Who cleans the hotel room? The AI. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. This is, and we, and we have descended into the matrix. Here we go. As, right, Ben, you're talking about going to work in this situation. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, wait. What do you mean going to work? No, currency is, you know, currency gone, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. 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 Man, you jumped like 87 steps ahead yeah. of where I was at. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, we're still working. Yeah, Ben, what are you talking about? <laughs> you floating hotel rooms. We've evolved past currency. Everyone is just in, a day, you know, it's 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 like Final Fantasy X. You're just living in Xanarkand, you know? Yeah, there is no work. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Exactly. All, all the way up You're to Xanarkand. We're just waiting for the giant whale to come attack and send you back to the stone age i'm gonna tell you right now that if if this is the world i live in then i probably have just moved to vermont and just live there (laughs) yeah 
So then I don't have to take the. Man, car what are you talking anymore. about, Vermont? There's no borders anymore. The world is just there. It's just a place. It's just a place, man. It's just a span. <laughs> yeah. at different, different terrain. You're locked inside your own mental barriers, dude. This is the, everything you're saying is factual. <laughs> My bad. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh man. Come on. Jeez. Catch up, man. But it is still there, right? I can still go. Yeah. Get no. In the water. Physical places still exist. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I was worried I could never feel the the sweet sweet sixty eight degree cold of yeah. Vermont but you can water. do that on the roof right now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I know. Right, actually, directly above directly where we're sitting. Directly above us. Yeah. It has occurred know. to me that they could come through the ceiling. That would uh, that would probably do it. It yeah. would put a damper on the day. A literal medium dampness <laughs> on the day. Probably more than medium. Aggressive damp. dampness. Aggressive dampness all around. If the two hundred gallon wash basin above us come crashing through the ceiling with their ice cold water it, it'll it'll make it'll make a turn for the day it'll you know what i bet this video goes viral i'll tell you that that's true yeah that's true fingers crossed yeah gotta, gotta look for those silver linings or in this case the giant silver tub yeah the silver tub hopefully you know if this happens it doesn't hit us because I, I mean i don't have much um faith in our survival if it does yeah me too me yeah. too anyway transition transition okay jay so the last thing that i think we can talk about today with our final closing minutes you have a look on your face What's up with that? Oh, no, nothing. Nothing at all. Mm. I was. This was like a night where I, I know what we're going to talk about, and it just sort of like feels like a natural transition out of artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Look at us go. Maybe, yeah. maybe we didn't even need that transition We didn't need sound. the transition. Ethan, undo the transition. Play it backwards. Yeah, play it backwards. Nice. nice. Hey, we're exactly where we were. Oh, my gosh. Dude, Avatar The Way of Water comes out yesterday. What do we think it's going to be like? This is actually very interesting. I'm very curious about it because... <laughs> It, it is like a really, uh, for what we do here at Super Carlin Brothers, like if, if anybody were to ask me like what I do for a living, I would say I usually make videos on the internet about Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Marvel. Yeah. And interestingly, one of the most popular movies of all time falls or has fallen outside of that umbrella and is, of course, the movie Avatar, directed by James Cameron, which came out in like 2007. Is that right? Ballpark it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Um, anyway, so one of the most popular movies of all time, and it's even then was spoken to be like as a potential franchise where there were going to be multiple movies to sort of like continue the story, which is always interesting because it's like 2009, it might mean that, well, uh, in some capacity, I'm sure that the, the financial revenue that could be generated by it is a huge driving factor as to why there will be more of them. No doubt. But sometimes there is that hope that like, if the, if the full story was planned from the beginning, that it will also just be exceptionally good in the meantime. Um, and now it is in fact owned by Disney. So you and I sort of are like, in uncharted waters no pun intended uh, <laughs> as to like do, do, like is this something that like we cover now like is it possible that like we would become like like we would be like yeah we're like disney pixar star wars harry potter marvel and avatar well i mean i think it just it just is disney 
It just is Disney. Right, of course. Um, So I don't see why we couldn't make Avatar videos, Avatar Blue Cat people, not Avatar The Last Airbender, which we already make some videos about, but not recently. Yeah, so maybe we just say and Avatar and we just mean both. We'll just mean both and Avatar. Like, which one? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Saving time and... That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the one about the elements? Yeah, like the way of, I'm sure, because I because the first one's called the way of water, and there's going to be four, and I feel like it's going to be like the other three are going to be like earth, wind, and fire. It, you know? it definitely feels like that will be the case. <laughs> yeah. I'm exceptionally curious to see, by the time you, listener at home, are hearing these words, it will already be introduced to the world, and we'll probably already know a heck of a lot more about what it's about, when it takes place, how it all goes down but it does seem like pretty much what we're going to see is another battle between the navi and humans yes you know on on the navi's planet pandora pandora uh which <laughs> should have had should have had that up there yeah um, Boy, pandora and the unobtainium all of the great just the naming conventions of this franchise are top dollar you know yeah yeah, that's true that's true um but so it's very curious because like last we saw the story uh pretty much humans were being forced off of the planet Mm -hmm. after they had pretty much come in and not been a good force on the planet right uh and so the the kind of curiosity is almost like well then where where are these new people sort of coming from and it's it almost feels like the answer is just like as as just as simple as everything else which is that like it takes literal years to travel from earth to pandora yeah and obviously everything that takes place over the course of the first film is Possibly, I'm, I'm going to give it a year. I don't know exactly how long the actual span of time that that takes place is, but um, it's relatively short given a world where it takes multiple years just to get to Pandora from Earth in the first place. Yeah, meaning while the Navi have like won this battle with Jake Sully and and all the <clears throat> rest of it, mm-hmm. there could have just been like tons of other military and people en route. To the planet. Oh, yeah, who, like, are unaware. Like, if there's already people in motion, right, then there's like, that. Yeah, and it seems like, I don't know how long it takes, but it looks like this from the trailers that, like, Jake now has children. Right, who have, like, potentially grown up. Who have, like, grown up. So it seems like it's potentially been enough time for the people who left in the first movie to have gotten back to Earth and been like, yo, um, actually, we need way more weapons. Yes, and um, so, that like, this is, like, the return of people right. after whatever two trips worth of right back and forth is. yeah like if in the first time most of what you had was like um like a, a a small mining camp with some defensive capabilities right like they put up a pretty good fight then this is like this would be like bringing out the full offensive on purpose on purpose yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it's definitely um it'll be very curious to see where the story goes because that's the other thing about the original avatar is that the story itself maybe on top of like things like pandora and unobtainium is pretty commonplace like we we've heard that story before it's not it's not it's not necessarily the most original story ever uh it's 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 like you know the pocahontas story for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. you know like you have um like the indigenous people and someone who goes and like realizes that like you know hey we're we're like not doing good things for these people here and like you know stands up against the people that they came with so um i i'm i'm like excited about it i I I feel like i i feel like the the fact that there's even like that distinction you know you have like the avatar the last airbender versus avatar like typically people say like the blue people um it it almost feels like 
the original Avatar was so popular that like it it had to invite opposition. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exactly. You're totally right. It's like if it 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 was so popular, especially right when it came out, and it was like it made yeah so much money, and like everyone saw it twice, and you had to see it in 3D and stuff, and like there was no doubt. The, the inevitability that like the haters would rise up and be like, eh, it's really just not a very good story, actually. <laughs> Whatever. Right. It's, yeah. It's like, like anything else. I mean, you know, and I've, I've posed this question in office before and I think it's, it, it potentially is like a head scratcher. It's just really basically like, are we capable at this point in time of telling like an original story? And the, the idea there being like, you know, there, there's the classic trope of like the hero of a thousand faces, which is, you know, like your, your classics, like Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter, like, yeah. you know, any, any, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, J- Jake is Jake in avatar is the exact same. He is. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. He dies and comes back to life. You know, it's like, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> we, we, we've kind of seen, yeah, we, we, we've heard that story. It's, it's yeah. not necessarily completely. I mean, when people always compare it to Pocahontas. I always compare avatar to return of the Jedi, like especially the very end. Okay. Like, you have this, you know, this big giant, giant final climactic battle. But like, what I love about Return of the Jedi is they keep cutting back between. It's like there is like one big battle that's happening, but that's like three separate battles. Uh-huh. And the same thing is happening in Avatar. Like you have this one land battle happening where right. like a bunch of people are like two armies are fighting on the ground. Then you have a big fight up in the sky, and two armies are fighting up in the sky. And then somewhere else, you have the main character fighting the main villain, like solo mano a mano. Yes, and yeah. like that's the exact thing that's playing out in avatar and return of the jedi like on they keep cutting in between them all and it's like this is fun to watch <laughs> right you're sort of getting to see a little bit yeah. of everything it is really cool i forgot yeah. about the sky battle i feel yeah. like the sky battle is cool michelle rodriguez <coughs> i think is the one who's up there lottie then yeah right? yeah, yeah. Le- letty letty from letty. the fast and the furious, fast and the furious. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah where is she actually on pandora okay <laughs> fast and the furious avatar exists in the fast and the furious universe that's where she is Head cannon. You know what? I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I'd be com- I'd be completely <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> for the for the nine people who haven't been completely lost yet, uh, yeah. basically what we're suggesting at some point in time in the Fast and Furious franchise, the character of Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez, uh, goes missing and eventually does come back. But let's pretend like she doesn't come back. And instead, what happened was she decided to board a plane slash airship for Pandora, and yeah. now pilots. Uh, skycopters there exactly in, instead yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> plausible Completely plausible. plausible yeah don't even get me started on fa- on fast and the furious theories okay, okay. I, I feel like i feel like you know just get, just go down a whole rabbit hole there <laughs> anyway so you're excited i'm excited yeah so yeah as as we're recording it the movie is not out yet but we are seeing it this thursday uh, in 3D. So by the time you are listening to us, we will have seen it. So okay, uh, give me your give me your best guess. Your score one to one hundred. What do you think it'll be? I think it's gonna. Mm, you know what? I'm gonna be optimistic and say it'll be in the 90s. Oh, like the, okay. the the. I I feel like the way they've done the trailers has been like just show off. Like they haven't even felt the need to give you the plot at all right it's just like just look at how pretty it is like just come see it this is we feel like this is enough to make you want to come see it and it's working and i don't even know what it's going to be about other than the navi and like i i mean i feel quite certain there will be a you know navi versus human big battle fight 
at some, some point. point. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of underwater stuff, but it's specifically, I think, because it's going to be water. That's like James Cameron's like thing. Yeah. You know, like Pandora is supposed to be like a planet where everything above water resembles like the deep ocean from Earth. Yeah. And stuff or like coral reefs, just like, you know, plantified and for above ground. And uh, so I think that if he's going to get into play with like the underwater life in Pandora, it's going to be wild. It's going to it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was very interesting for me again as a kid watching all this stuff because so many of the plants you see are literally corals that like I keep in aquariums. Right. Like it was like I know exactly what that is. Those are zoanthids. Like, right. That's, yeah. You know, yeah, those are all feather dusters right there. This whole that little thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Th- those are tube worms. Yeah. It's their butts. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so yeah i think i i agree with you i'm gonna go with I, i'm gonna go with a 92 is Ooh. my prediction mm-hmm. I'm, i'd be very curious to see how it pans out i'm also incredibly out. Pa- oh, man you're killing me today <sighs> in the best way thank you um i'm also very curious to see because it feels like in general we've noticed like it seems like there's there's definitely like a like a box office recovery that almost like um, has not been able to totally rejuvenate. I think Wakanda Forever actually did quite well in the box office, but yes, I think um, this is going to do better. I think than it will, Wakanda Forever. I I do too. It's like it'll be curious to see, and and, and I don't. I can't even off the top of my head. I feel like I would know if something had, but I don't think a movie's done a billion dollars at the box Endgame? office this year. Oh, at least no, I don't think so. And so I would be very curious because in 2019, Disney had 10 movies beat. Or was was Spider Man this year? Did that? It could have. It could have. It could I have. don't know. If, if Spider-Man did, it feels like that's probably our that's best bet. That's probably our best bet. Um, but I do feel like if there was one thing that almost seemed to be like unanimous about the world of Avatar is just the fact that it is something that is actually better consumed like in the big theater, potentially even with the 3D glasses, which I will tell you across the board is not something I usually will like opt into at all. I would usually intentionally opt away from it, in fact. So uh, I'm dying to I'm dying to see what this does in terms of like theater going, especially like you know, there's this big undeniable impact <clears throat> on, um, you know, like uh, movie going experience, especially with like streaming services, because at this point in time, if you don't feel like going to the movie theater, you can see the thing in two months anyway. So, yeah. OK, so for what it's worth, in case you're wondering, Spider-Man No Way Home, first of all, came out in 2021, not 2022. Okay. Um, domestic, it did 804 million. International, it did do 1.1 billion and worldwide 1.9 billion. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that did amazing. It did great. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Spider-Man, there you go. No, to the surprise of no one. So, yeah, I mean, but that was like, you know, that was pretty next level. That was pretty next level. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was 20 years in the making. I, I loved that movie. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not even remotely surprised. Easily the best phase four movie. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, anyway, so uh, I'm, I'm dying to know also everybody else's thoughts on the matter. Are you going to see it? Are you excited to see it? Will it be like your holiday viewing experience? Be sure to let us know. Mm-hmm. If you have any feedback, back about the show you can send that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com also otherwise as a uh, close to final reminder of the year is that the uh, to get in on the Q4 exclusive episode of Jay and I playing our first ever D&D campaign uh, which does come with a commemorative set of um, RPG dice complete set of dice all seven um, that is going to be the uh, the cutoff for that will be December 31st of this year it's the q4 quarterly merch option on patreon uh you can find that at patreon.com slash popcorn culture and select the quarterly merch tier uh it also helps us decide who is the host of the episode week in week out so you can choose from buzzier b or jazzier j or neither or neither don't do that one 
Yeah, don't do that one. Don't do that one. Just one, one of the other two is fine. Yeah, especially Jazzy J. Or Buzzy B. You do you. It's neither here nor there. Anyway, guys, uh, be sure to check that out. Otherwise, until next time. Pop, pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.